righty, what is going on? Happy Monday. Welcome to the program. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. The Pete Callender Show. I'm the Pete of the show. The phone number, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. You can also email Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. And uh, remember, get the podcast. It's at wbt.com and thepetecallendershow.com. So full disclosure, my brain, I'm probably, I'm working in like 80% of what I normally work with, which is very minimal to begin with. But uh, I'm like, I'm not on my A game. Full disclosure, stayed up a bit too late last night, hanging out with the in-laws. So uh, early, uh, uh, wake time came very early. So I apologize in advance. Now, that being said, tip of the hat, Charlotte, making national news for the shooting at the uh, Comedy Zone. Luckily, nobody was hurt. In that incident, although there were three other homicides this weekend, so I think we're now at 59, I want to say, 59 or 60, the uh, Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department did the stats update last week, and uh, we are kind of on pace from the previous year, they said. Uh, Yeah, Charlotte had 58 homicides at this point in 2020. Um It's at least the 56th homicide, the fatal shooting of the woman in University City on uh, Wednesday morning. So we may be over 60 uh, homicides now in Charlotte. This one, the shooting at the Comedy Zone, nobody was hurt. But because one of the uh, comics who was appearing was a well-known comic who was about to go on the stage, um, he shot a video after being, uh, you know, whisked out of the building and sent next door to the music factory where they put the uh, sent him to a concert, which was, I, I don't know, kind of weird. Uh, Craig Robinson from The Office. He was on the TV show The Office, but he does comedy, obviously. And uh, so he was set to appear. Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department reported three homicides in the shooting at the Comedy Zone Uh He was there, he was between shows when a fellow by the name of Omar McCombs, 36, reportedly went into the venue, brandished his firearm, and fired it. He is charged with five counts of assault by pointing a gun, one count of discharging a firearm in the city, one count of communicating threats, one count of discharging a firearm within an enclosure to incite fear, and one count of possession of a... Firearm by a felon. Interesting. 60 now? But, all right, 59, 60 homicides. But here's the deal. We have a, we have a new campaign. There's a new campaign. It's a, it's a joint effort between the U.S. Attorney's Office, Western District of North Carolina, including Charlotte here, um, and the ATF. They are, yeah, they're going to, a joint public awareness campaign focusing on illegal firearms. U.S. Attorney Dina J. King announced the launching of Think Again, an informational campaign aimed at educating the public on how to prevent illegal firearms from getting into the wrong hands. I love the passive voice here. Like, first off, what of the argument, like, on... For example, in the immigration debate, whenever anybody hears the term, you know, illegal alien and is this pushback, you know, no human is illegal 
right? Why can't they just be undocumented guns, undocumented firearms? What, what, why do we have to apply the label illegal to the gun? Right, a gun is not illegal. Well, I guess if you file off the serial number. Anyway, that's not just what they're talking about, though. They're talking about gun-related, or sorry, gun is a new term for me, gun-induced violence. Gun-induced violence. So the gun is doing the violence? The gun is the, it's like just a gun just kind of rolling around and inducing violence or something? They also want people to think again to increase reporting of illegal firearms activity. Okay, so see something, say something kind of a thing. Think again. The fight against gun violence requires the coordination of law enforcement agencies. This according to uh, U.S. Attorney Dina King. More importantly, this is right from their press release, right from the U.S. DOJ. More importantly, our success relies on the help of the community. With this campaign, we invite the public to be a part of the solution to gun violence. See, this, is the, this has been the problem. All this time, we were just waiting on the invitation. That we, nobody asked us. Oh, you want us to help have a safer community for ourselves? I had no idea. My bad. Okay, so now I will, yes, now I'm going to think again. I'm going to be part of the solution. And you know me, I'm all about solutions. So now that I've been invited, I can participate. Whereas before, I didn't think you needed my help in keeping me safe, right? Our message is simple, she says. We ask everyone to think again before you agree to be a straw gun purchaser for a person who is not permitted to own a firearm. Do you think this is do you think this is going to work the think again you th- you think that's you're going to break through with this this marketing campaign and I mean look fine you want to do this you want to put it out there get people thinking about it think again thinking again about it whatever uh, uh, fine you're going to do it I'm just I'm just not optimistic I'm not optimistic that the person who buys the gun for the prohibited buyer right uh, in this case let's say Oh, the guy that went into the comedy zone, Omar McCombs. He was a felon. Where did he get the gun? Did somebody buy him the gun? Family member, friend, did he steal the gun? Don't know. Is it one of those guns It was just like walking around and jumped into his hand? Maybe that, the gun-induced violence kind, right? Maybe that's what happened. Not sure. But how did he get the gun? I think that's a pretty important question. How did he get it? So the straw purchaser, though, and this is why a lot of these uh, straw purchases are not prosecuted is because oftentimes it's the girlfriend it's the wife who is threatened into buying the gun told i have to have this gun to protect myself to protect you whatever or do it or i'm going to whip up on you you know that kind of relationship and that's why a lot of times they don't get prosecuted the straw gun purchaser um They also want you to think again before you make a decision that could lead to an illegal firearm ending up in our streets. Think again before you make a decision that could lead to an illegal firearm ending up in our streets. I I don't know what that means. Is that 
Is that just like leaving your car unlocked with the with the gun in the glove box, for example? Like Hunter Biden does. Like that? Is that the kind of think again we should be thinking again about that? Not sure. Think again also before you ignore illegal gun activity. Instead, report it to the authorities. Let's work together and let's be the cure to the gun violence epidemic. Well, good luck. Um, I'm not sure that the people who are not reporting illegal gun activity to the authorities are going to start doing so simply because they see the little red stop sign logo with think again written in it. But it might work. It might work. I I don't want to poo-poo the idea. It very well could work. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Think again. I just, I feel like I have to say it like that. Either that or I'm going to start singing. Right? Think. No, no, not this song. <laughs> What's the song? You better stop. Think. Eh, something like that. The fight against gun violence requires the coordination of law enforcement agencies. More importantly, our success relies on the help of the community. With this ad campaign... We invite the public to be a part of the solution to gun violence. Our message is simple. Here's the simple message from the U.S. Attorney's Office and the ATF. They, it's a joint operation. Here's the simple message. Think again before you agree to be a straw gun purchaser for a person who is not permitted to own a firearm. Think again before you make a decision that could lead to an illegal firearm ending up in our streets. And think again before you ignore illegal gun activity and report it to authorities. Simple. Oh, and then also ATF special agent in charge, Benny Mims, uh, said before you break the law, before you help put a firearm in the hands of a dangerous individual or before you make a choice that could put yourself or those around you in danger, we want you to think again and consider the consequences. I'm sure this will work. I mean, the rising violent crime in the Queen City, it this is probably why it's been going up. It has we, there wasn't a PSA campaign. That obviously, well, and that in the guns that are just apparently walking all around inducing the violence. That's literally what they call it to reduce gun induced violence. Gun induced violence. Okay. So be ready. You're going to probably hear some radio spots. You're going to see some social media messaging. You're going to see billboards, all designed, according to the press release here. Uh, to increase awareness about gun crimes and underscore the dangers of illegal firearms purchasing or misuse. The information will be shared with certain school districts within Western North Carolina in an effort to engage in outreach with students, guardians, teachers, and school administrators. Furthermore, information on how to spot illegal gun purchases and other important information related to straw purchasing of firearms will be disseminated to federal firearms licensees, or FFLs in uh, the Western North Carolina jurisdiction. So we got that to look forward to. Um, This brings me back to the crime stats, though. CMPD did an update on the crime stats last week, and Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Major Brian Foley did this news conference, went over the data, and uh, gave a stern talking to (laughs) <laughs> to parents in the city 
who basically uh, he's saying like you're you're falling down on the job. You're not doing such a great job. Not hashtag not all parents, but when your kid is 16, 17, running around shooting at people, yeah, that something something happened along the way there, right? That's not exactly the the poster child of good parenting. After an increase in overall crime in Charlotte this year, police implored the public to help stop gun violence among the city's youth. Overall, crime in the city has increased 4.3% over this point last year. Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Major Brian Foley uh, said property crime rose 6%. Violent crime increased 3% compared to the same period last year. It's the number of cases involving guns and children that Foley emphasized at the press conference, according to Callie Cox or Kaylee Cox at the Charlotte Observer. Uh, uh, Major Foley called on parents and caregivers to be more accountable for their children and to properly secure any guns that they own. (sighs) Once again, like, if it's only law enforcement saying this stuff and you have parents that do not care what law enforcement says, is this message going to be received? Is this even going to make it there? This year, 482 children under the age of 18 have been victims of gun violence, according to CMPD. 482 children under the age of 18. He said, quote, we need active parents. Oh, was I not supposed to be violent towards people? That's... I'm not, not supposed to not supposed to shoot people. I did not know this. My bad. Thank God for this PSA campaign. Think again. Now I know. Um, violent crime in Charlotte up overall. Four point three percent. City uh, reported. Charlotte Mecklenburg Police gave the uh, the updated stats. One hundred eighteen juveniles have been suspects in gun-related crimes. And Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Major Brian Foley at the press conference said, we need active parents. CMPD needs the support, the participation, and the partnership of active parents to negate this youth violence. By the way, have they made any arrests yet uh, in the in the Beatty's Ford Road mass shooting that happened? No? Still not? Hundreds of people at the Juneteenth party in the street and uh, like hundreds of rounds fired, right? I think it was four people murdered and uh, nobody saw anything. It's just kind of amazing. Police officials said they are seeing children as young as 13 armed and routinely committing shootings. The children, in most cases, are not prosecuted as adults, and then they are released back to their caretakers, and they then go on to, you may want to sit down for this, that's right, reoffend. Yeah, they go back out and reoffend. It's amazing. This process of catch and release with juvenile suspects is frustrating and disheartening to both officers and the communities affected by the violence. North Carolina's raise the age law, 
which passed in 2019, ensures that 16- and 17-year-olds in the state are no longer automatically charged as adults. Now, they can be, I guess. They just never are? Is that, or rarely? How is is a 13-year-old who is armed and routinely committing shootings, how, how are they just released right back into the into the community let's see some of the other mid-year stats at least 500 guns stolen from cars oh and by, so this actually came up uh this was the the big message from the two CMPD officers who came and spoke at our neighborhood association you know they do the uh, the, like the community meeting, uh, you know, community safety, whatever committee. And so they, they invite the officers that, you know, work with our neighborhood and this is their area. And so, you know, they show up and they answer questions and, you know, listen to everybody's personal anecdotes about, you know, how they heard a gunshot. Like, well, yeah, you're in the county, so you're going to hear gunshots. <laughs> but um, one of the, the thing that they focused on was guns and cars. And one of the things that one of the officers said was they're seeing uh, a lot of break-ins, like actual breaking into vehicles, specifically pickup trucks. Pickup trucks. Most of the vehicle, quote, break-ins aren't break-ins. They just, they're, they're, they're people walking around and they're just trying door handles. And if there's a door that's unlocked, then they get in the car. But the ones that are being broken into, usually they see something in the car and they want it, like a laptop. I don't understand people who leave laptops in their car unlocked on the on the street. I, I don't get that. I knew people that had their car essentially burglarized, right? Multiple times. Multiple times. And like at some point, when do you not learn to lock the door? But pickup trucks. Getting broken into. Why? Because the assumption is that the person who drives a pickup truck is probably also an owner of a firearm. And they probably put it in their glove box or under the seat. And that's where they're finding a lot of these guns. 500 guns stolen from cars. That's just half. This is half the year. This is just the first half of. Of the year. So assaults with a gun are up over 25% this year over a five-year average. So you take the five-year average, and we're 25% above that. Assaults decrease, though. So we got that going for us, 25%. Assaults went down. Robberies went up. Rapes went down. So kind of a mixed bag there. But I, 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 I'm sure the PSA, think again, I'm, I'm sure it's going to reach the parents that have not been active uh, and that this will now make them think again and then they're going to be active. I think that's what's going to happen. I'm holding out hope. What do you think? PSA? Think again? Think it's going to work? 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Let me go over here, get John on. Hello, John. Welcome to the program. How are you? Good, Pete. Good. Uh, just with the combination of the judges down here turning people out as soon as they walk in the door uh, with the parents and the TSA, I, I think that's going to be a big win situation. Yeah. How could it not be? 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, they're already primed for success. Maybe, oh, exactly. you, yeah, you know what, John? Maybe the PSAs should go to the judges. I appreciate the call. Oh, he's gone. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe target the judges with the PSAs. You know, micro-target, geo-fencing, like all of that digital stuff. So you can, like, so if you're a judge, you get your, uh, your Facebook ads, you know? You have your Facebook ads. And they're all going to be about the PSA. Think again. I'll get Mike on. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Yeah, I just wanted to comment. I'm an officer in Mecklenburg County. I'll just leave it at that. All right. The, uh, the whole thing with the raising the age, it's just made it to where everyone knows it now. So the serious offenders are using younger people because they know they can get away with it a lot easier. And mm. there's this whole process you go through um, when they're under that age. It's not like court anymore. you got to be deferred. And it's almost to the point where if they have one crime that they're working on and another one comes on, they just tack it with it. It's not a separate thing, if that makes sense. So they're just making it more and more easier for all of them to commit this. And meanwhile, we're out there trying to, you know, clean everything up. And, yeah. and the, the mom and pop's place are getting items stolen from them. So it's just, it's a bad circle. I don't know why. I know why uh, Josh Stein said he did it, but it's not working. And they're using it to their advantage. Yeah. This it reminds me of um uh, what the like the the kids that you know real young kids that are used uh in drug dealing uh you know to hold the drugs because they know that if that kid gets caught he's only 10 or 11 and he's not going to prison um Absolutely. for that. Yeah. Well man uh, so is this a and this is pretty well understood among law enforcement officers I, I, oh, I'm not asking you to speak for them all, but that's ge- that's the general consensus yeah. in your opinion. And the people who do the the big retail theft too, yeah, they'll they'll use them to help them along because they know if they get busted, nothing's going to happen to them. Right. Oh man. All right, uh, Mike. I appreciate the call. Stay safe. Yes, sir. Thank all right. Take care. Uh, if you got a, I'm just trying to think. Like maybe there needs to be a a, a reassessment of this raise the age law. Maybe we need to lower the age again. <laughs> I don't know. Make it a better process at least. I don't know. Stack. What, what, what Mike seemed to be talking about was stacking the, the charges. So now you've got multiple offenses. It's not just all under one banner. Maybe that's a deterrent. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Our culture celebrates criminality. I keep coming back to this. But no, maybe the think again, maybe the PSAs will work. Maybe they'll work. Talking crime in the Queen City, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Right back to the phone lines we go. Here is Craig. Welcome to the program. Craig, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good, Pete. Good. Um, I've lived in Charlotte my whole life. I'm almost 40 now. And I have seen this city be destroyed by liberal voters who have moved from up north in the New York State area down to here. They have brought their voting habit they, they're almost like a cancer they they destroy the environment and living quality of life of the area they're in to the point they can no longer take it they move somewhere else and pay so little attention or are just so stupid they bring their voting habits with them and do the same wherever they move just like a cancer moves throughout the body destroying its habitat they are and they have locusts. done that to the city and they that's why our crime is so high they keep electing these democrat judges and democrat prosecutors so we're just letting people go. I mean, it's, we're getting what we voted for. I mean, I didn't vote for it. Right. 
they're getting right. They're getting what they're voting. Yeah, they they are getting what they are voting for, and it's not going to change until they decide, as a voting block, that they don't want this type of uh, society, you know, that is affected by these judicial decisions as it is. That's so, correct. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, and I I understand it's why people who are more uh, you know conservative minded they are they're moving out they're leaving Charlotte um, they're going across the border into you know South Carolina they're going over I got an email right here a guy a longtime court watch guy and he's now in Lincoln County he he fled after fifty something years in Charlotte so I'm doing the same myself I'm in a situation right now where I'm caring for a parent and um, once they once they pass, I am going to be leaving the state entirely. Ah, the whole state. Are you going to South Carolina or are you going... I'm going to be going uh, west of the Mississippi. Oh, I hear you. All right. Well, safe travels, Craig. Remember, you can get the podcast. It's free, so you can always stay in touch. All right. Thanks. I appreciate the call, Craig. Uh, Corey's up next. Hello, Corey. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, sir. Thank you so much for taking my call. Yeah, sure. Full disclosure, I am not a Democrat. Republican, conservative, right wing, left wing, liberal, none of those titles. All right. All right. So I've said this before on your podcast that if you hold these parents accountable for these children who are not adults, you're going to see a drastic change. This goes for school shootings, club shootings, park shootings, party shootings, you name it. And what does that, so what do you mean by hold the parent accountable? I recall having this conversation. I don't remember if I asked you that. No, sir, you didn't answer. And I was listening to you, and I figured you're illuminating to lock them up, throw away the key. No, I'm literally asking you what what that means to you when you say hold the parents accountable. I'm asking you, what, what does that mean? Oh, now what that means to me is, and I'll give you an example. One of my children decided to go out here and do something after I've been training and teaching them right for wrong, and I know I'm going to be held accountable for their actions. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some tail popping, some, some lip smacking. <laughs> it's going to be some discipline. It's going to be some punishment. No timeout. No rope like they're a dog walking them. We're going to chastise these kids. All right, so what, so what does that mean? Parents that don't. All right, so when you say that the parent is going to be held accountable by the state, then what does, yes. that, what does that mean? That means you're going to go downtown with your child. You're going to, go, you're going to get you're thrown in jail for whatever crime the child does? You said whatever. We're talking about these shootings. Oh, no, I mean, uh, I mean so what, what do you do about a kid who uses a, a gun in a robbery? Doesn't shoot anybody, but uses a gun in a robbery. All right, we're going to be sitting in that jail cell, and I'm going to be looking at them and asking them, how stupid are you? Now, I'm down here because your stupidity. Right, but so you're going to so you're going to get charged as well? You better believe it. Okay. I don't know. So I, I think that runs afoul of all sorts of constitutional uh, restrictions, like you're being arrested for a crime that you didn't commit, like that kind of thing, and, and you're also going to be putting a lot of charges on people's records that didn't do the crime. So I don't know. I think it, I think you're going to have a hard time pitching that in any kind of legal framework. But I appreciate the cor- uh, the call, Corey. And I got uh, Steve. I'll get to your call as well. Stick around. News is next.